welcome, and this is the Hustle Over Everything podcast. I'm your host, Owen Osinde, and we're back in the building for a brand new episode. Man, podcasting is fun. I just gotta say that right now. I'm here with my girl, Nikayla. Let's drop it like it's hot, baby. What it do, baby? Nikayla, like, you know, this, you know, guys, Hustle Over Everything squad. Hustle of Everything Nation. This is our second time recording this. You know, this is happening to me every this th- past two times. I'm just kind of like, whatever, you know. If we gotta start re recording a little bit, then yeah. so be it. You get me? <laughs> like, I guess so. They, it is what it is, man. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> you, know, you just recorded for a bit, and now we gotta do it again. But Again, this is what hustle over everything is about, yo. You get me, like. Great example. Uh, Saw it firsthand. Yeah, yeah. Big things, you know. Big things, Nikela. Yo, listen, hustle over everything, team. A man like Owen is here, and uh, with my friend Nikela Rodney Scarlett. Did I say it right? Perfect. Man, yo, man. This means we're just about to drop bare like heat. Yeah. That thing. Yeah. So we're here to talk about Nikayla's brand new business. It's called uh, Scarlet, and it's a lingerie subscription box. She just launched it about two weeks ago. A week. A week ago. Yeah. It seems like it was two weeks because I think because you told me a while back, I felt like for around this time of the of the day, it's gonna be uh, you know. You know, just uh, time flies, right? Time flies because yeah. we got drinks. We, you know, you wanted to, you know, do some consultation with me. I did. And uh, thank you. That actually helped a lot. I, I, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for, you know, believing in me to help you out because I'm starting my consultation business to help different online businesses. And, um, yeah, I'm happy to see that my advice and my guidance is helping you a lot. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, Nikayla and I have been planning to do this podcast for some time and. It's so hard to pin each other down because, you know, we're both busy. Uh, we're both starting different uh, careers and different lanes. And But the thing we share in common is we are both entrepreneurs. And that's why she's here today. So, Nikayla, how are you doing today? I'm awesome. Round two. Round two. <laughs> round yeah. two, man. You know, this is like deep in the playoffs, right? Like round after round. We don't stop. Nope. Hustle never stops. Hustle never stops. You know, that's why I'm like feeling parched right now because my mouth was just dry because yeah. I was preaching the gospel a little bit. You get me? Yeah, of course. <laughs> Nikayla, we don't, we don't pass out, we cash out. I love it, yes. We don't pass out, we cash out. We'll start out. saying that now. Yeah, just say we don't pass out. We, we cash, cash out. out. Exactly. We don't pass out, right? We don't pass up opportunities. We never. don't pass up opportunities to do things. And uh, we just don't pass up on anything. You know what we do? We cash out. Cash out. We cash out, man. So let's get straight right into it. Um, yeah, I don't know where to begin because we just kind of spoke a little bit about what you're doing. But nevertheless, let's pretend that we didn't speak before. Okay. And uh, this is a brand new slate. How, how are you? And... Uh, how is it like being an entrepreneur? Because this is the first time being an entrepreneur, correct? Yes, it is. 
And it's a lot of fun. It's been like a roller coaster ride, though. But since me being like the adrenaline junkie that I am, mm -hmm. I love it. It's amazing. And I wouldn't like change anything that I've done so far. Obviously, if I could like not do the trial and error part of being an entrepreneur, I would. But like the like the highs and the lows, I love it. It's like awesome. This is your first time being an entrepreneur, right? Yeah. So you're pretty much like a brand new baby into the entrepreneurship world. This business is my baby. I've put so much energy, time, love into it. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so. It's with everything. Like when you first, uh, and the thing is you're never going to forget this business never. ever. Never, never. Right? It's just like you're doing the things for the first time. You'll never forget things you did for the first time. So take us back to beginning Scarlet. So Scarlet is a lingerie subscription box for women. And how does Scarlet work? Um, so, like the, the model? business, yeah, the business model. I know it's a subscription box, but how is the customer journey like? Okay, so I decided to go with the like the three options: so small, medium, large, and then so the small box is like your essentials box. So you get two underwears, um, you get to choose a color, um, and then it's delivered to your door monthly or three months, six months, or 12 months, depending on which plan you subscribe to. And then there's the medium box, which is called our confidence booster box, which is um, the lingerie set. So you get a bra and an underwear, and these styles change every month. So it's the, essentially the same. So like you'll always, if you choose the extensions box, you'll always get just underwear. If you choose the confidence box, you'll always get like a bra and an underwear. Mm -hmm. And then the lawn, and then the large box is um, the, ultimate box which is like a bodysuit or something that like you can wear in the bedroom or and outside so for october we did a bodysuit like a lace bodysuit so you can obviously wear a bodysuit like in the bedroom or you can like put some leather tights on some heels and like dress up and go out like mm -hmm. for a night on the town right mm -hmm. so the ultimate box is basically something that you will be able to wear um like a dual combination okay yeah. you know the thing is Subscription box have always fascinated me. And uh, in a way that the model in itself as a subscription has always just been so interesting and it's so smart. Every business now is a subscription business model. Like uh, everything you think about Netflix, Amazon yeah. Prime, like a lot of businesses are including a subscription in it because it's such a good way of predicting cash flow and you know how many customers are going to be paying and at what point. So you can actually do a lot of uh, cost management because you know how much revenue is coming each month instead of just kind of guessing it up in the air. But it's also for the customer too, right? Because mm -hmm. it's like more convenient. It, I think it, it works for both parties, right? Yeah. It, uh, you get to know what you're doing with each side of the business, right? Us as a business, you know, you're making money. You know how much money is coming in. And as well, you know your cost structure and how much product is going out at the same time. Yeah. So you know how much, you know what the demand is, essentially. Exactly, yeah. yeah. But, like, yeah, as I was saying, like, for the customer, it's kind of, like, one less thing that they have to worry about. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I have a list that, of stuff that, like, um, just keeps growing. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, like, let me add, let me add. And then even though I, like, check stuff off my list of stuff that I need to buy, it still keeps going. You know what I mean? So this is, like, yeah. one less thing for them to like have to worry about, to think about yeah exactly because yeah. you know every day i mean every month um on the ex on the same day you're gonna get like this lingerie subscription box mm -hmm. so okay. 
It's very, like, yeah, like I said, it's convenient. Let's take it back to the beginning where you thought about starting this laundry subscription box. How did the idea come to you? Okay. So I was actually um, traveling around Portugal by myself, and um, I was reading a book. It's called Passion on Park Avenue, and it was about a self-made billionaire Mm -hmm. who was a woman. Mm -hmm. And they didn't really say, like, what her business was until, like, halfway through the book, and then I found out it was, like, a subscription box. And at the time, like, I was sketching, because, like, I like like to sketch. That's something that um, I do in my free time. Um, I was sketching, like, a lingerie piece I was going to make for myself. And then I was like, okay, well, I I think subscription box models are cool. And then I'm like, I really am passionate about lingerie and what it does for, like, a woman's self-esteem. I'm like, I should put that together. Like, that's amazing. But then I'm like, okay, I can't really scale, like, one-of-a-kind, like, custom-made lingerie. So I was like, okay, how can I, like, adapt this to make it a scalable business? And then I came up with, like, um, subscription box lingerie company. But, um, yes, but it's just not one-of-a-kind. Mm-hmm. But that's coming. Actually, I'll plug that. Uh, that's coming. Um, it's a little secret that's yeah. coming up. You're cooking up something in I the am. kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, I mean, I love the business. When you told me about it, I was like, wow, like that's such a unique idea. And um, I don't really know. I think this is an opportunity for you to educate listeners and as well for me too. It's I know a lot of subscription businesses, but uh, there's a lot of things that you know, you use subscription are things that run out very quickly, right? So you can have a subscription box for perhaps health supplements, uh, what else, snacks. You can have things for socks, you know, things that you want. Anything, pretty much. Basically, yeah. Basically, a lot of things that, you know, people run out of quickly or there's two ways I see subscription boxes. One, it's things that you need to refill on the regular. And then there's the delightful side of the business right where you know this thing doesn't cost you much but you buy a lot of them during the year but not as frequently and perhaps each month you'd like to get something new and exciting Exciting. that might not be the same okay i go to the store and i buy one i let you surprise me because i know everything you have in the box is going to be good for me and it's my fit it's customized to me and it's always a a surprise that's why like uh there's Birchbox, there is, you know Birchbox, right? I actually don't. What's that one? So Birchbox is one of the world's most famous subscription boxes ever, right? So it's by this woman called uh, Katia Beauchamp, is a founder of Birchbox. And she was like one of the people who started like that whole thing with the samples. And so pretty much women get this box and you get to try these different samples of different uh makeup brands and you get different perfumes and whatever like just a lot of beauty supplies that maybe you might not know about so each month it's a surprise to realize you know what kind of box you're gonna get in the in the birch box so that's why like i think it's a delight and as well to something you refill a lot yeah that's that's a that's a great example Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, what are you looking to do with uh, Scarlet, pretty much? Like, what is the reason you started Scarlet? The reason I started Scarlet was basically when I was growing up, I didn't have 
yeah um like good body image of myself so like all throughout high school and university i wasn't like secure in myself so i really wanted um this line to empower women right i want them to put on a pair of like uh, scarlet lingerie mm -hmm. and then look in the mirror and be like I am fierce I'm awesome I'm confident and I can take on this day mm -hmm. and because that's what I do right so I really want my my lovely ladies out there to do the same and just um, feel feel um, sexy and powerful right because that's what lingerie like it's the foundation lingerie is like the foundation um, to build off of and get more confident confidence um i'm not saying that's like the only way you can get confidence by wearing lingerie no that's not what i'm saying i'm mm -hmm. saying it most definitely helps with that yeah um so yeah it's like where you start it's a starting point like if you're like you have no confidence at all mm -hmm. i think that's a great place to start because a lot of body image you know your body image and like when you see yourself naked like you see yourself in like the bare form like that's who yeah. you really are right so I can imagine how it's like for a woman if you are wearing lingerie like you know you want to feel sexy you want to feel good right and a lingerie has always been a staple piece of you know making you feel as if like you know you're the sexiest woman alive exactly and yeah. do you find like the through your friends and the people you've spoken about is this such a big problem that a lot of women are facing in feeling good about themselves because they don't have they, they don't feel as confident looking at lingerie? Or is it just not the lingerie thing? It's more of a body issue thing. Um, so are you asking if they... Yeah, like, you know, but like body image issues. Um, do you feel like a lot of women go through this? Yeah, of, of course. But that's that's like a whole other, like, it's a whole huge, other, like, um, conversation, conversation, right? But it's a big part of your business, though, right? Of course, yeah. yeah. And, like, being someone who's been there, like, for the majority of my life, mm -hmm. I can relate, like, mm -hmm. 100%. I wasn't always this confident. I'm, I'm still shy, right? So, like, there's a difference. Like, you can be really secure in yourself and not be the most outgoing person in the room. I'm not, like, you know what I mean? Like, there's your personality traits and then there's your confidence. Mm -hmm. You need to hone in on just accepting everything that like that you are. So like all your like I look in the mirror every morning mm -hmm. yeah. and I um, put on my lingerie set and I say three things that are positive about myself. And it's not just about my appearance, right? It's about my personality, like something that I like if I'm really like um, happy that day or if yeah. I did something well or if I'm excited for something mm -hmm. I'll just say three positive things about myself and then that'll get me fired up for the rest of the day um it's just a great way to like to really just think it's kind of like being uh showing gratitude in a yourself. way because the more you oh I'm grateful for this I'm grateful for that exactly. right you start actually believing in the things you're saying and it just it's empowering at the same time too right yeah. And yeah. then while you're wearing lingerie, that's even like another step, you know, it's like, OK, yes, I'm mm -hmm. I'm awesome. I'm fierce. You know, the way I see it, it's more of I every guy could have a permanent fresh haircut. At all time, <laughs> yes, right? exactly. It's, because I, I get that confidence boost when I get a fresh cut. I just when I get a haircut, actually, I used to I go to Onyx. Uh, I switched between barbers over the past year because they were renovating. But. Uh, over when they were located beside the Eaton Center. After every cut, this is what I would do. I would go in the Eaton Center and just take walks through all the floors because there's no way in hell I'm going back home after <laughs> such a fresh cut. 
so like, I'm like not, everyone I, has to see it right yeah everybody has to see yeah. it I'm like there's no way I'm gonna just go home sit on this fresh cup I'm like no you're seeing me in the most mintiest form and you're gonna see me you know what I mean? yeah I'm exactly like, and like, I always make sure I wear the best fit when I go to uh get my hair cut because that is when you know people are looking right so yeah yeah I wish I could have that feeling every single day. Like all the time. All yeah. the time. Because a fresh cut lasts about maybe four or five days and then you start seeing it grow back. Yeah. And like a woman, like at least they get a lingerie every single month. It's a brand new lingerie. Set, and it's exactly. like a brand new boost of confidence, essentially. And it's like, you don't even know what exactly you're getting. So it's also that surprise factor, right? Mm-hmm. So when it shows up at your door, you're like, oh, yay, like Scarlet Lingerie, like what am I going to get this mm-hmm. month, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, talking about the lingerie business, you know, how big is the market? Um, has anybody tried to do what you're trying to do for the lingerie business? Because I know the major competitors are uh, Zenza, Senza, Victoria's, Victoria's Secret, Secret yeah. Pink, mm-hmm. which is like um, just a, a brand of Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Um, but they're not they're not competitive on pricing, mm-hmm. right? Because if you're doing brick and mortar stores, you have to um, mark up. The product a lot more because you have more overhead mm-hmm. also um, there are competitors that are doing subscription boxes but there's only one they're based in the UK and their pricing is really high mm-hmm. so um, I guess it's because they have to ship it from the UK here maybe that's why I'm not really sure um, so they have the UK market or like they just they have uh, all over like worldwide they're they're worldwide. How they big? Are. Like, do you know how much they do in revenue or anything like that? Um, it's they're very successful. They are. They're doing very well for themselves. Um, it's they gotten they've gotten like into Forbes and like they've gotten a lot of they've reviews. gotten a lot of publications yes, and everything. They okay. have. They've they're backed. They're backed. Yeah. By angels and VCs or they are. They are. What's this company called? It's called. Why am I plugging them? It's called <laughs> yeah, I mean, like it's, Empress it, Min- Mimi. I'm, yeah. Okay, because that's actually a good thing, to be honest with you, once you know there's actually competitors. Because then you know that yeah. I, like, I'm in, like, it's not like a dead industry or, like, um, saturated, but it's also not saturated either, right? Because mm-hmm. there's only one. So the other subscription boxes, they just do underwear. Mm-hmm. So, like, the fact that I'm doing three boxes, so you have more more options. Mm-hmm. You can do just underwear if you want, or you can do, like, the bra and underwear, or you can even, like, if you really want to, you can do, like, the whole thing, um, the whole set, and um, wear it outside or, like, in the bedroom. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Um, I never knew about that. Like, I knew subscription boxes exist but i never knew like they existed for undergarments i mean it would make sense because i've seen a lot of boxer subscription boxes for men right and socks it just makes sense and as well too i'm a guy right i'm not going my my uh cognitive abilities are not open to word spotting women's lingerie businesses right that's true and there's only one too that's only the major one correct yes for subscription boxes? Subscription yeah, boxes, there's yeah. only one that's doing like the full lingerie, not just underwear. Okay. And, um, you know, talking about your, this is your first business ever. Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. I know how that is. It's, uh, it's a monster to take on, especially when you have a lot of things going yeah. on. Uh, you're currently working at uh, Manulife as, a, as an accounting, in the, in the accounting department, correct? Yes, I am. Yeah. How is it like juggling a, you know, a job like this is a career job for you yes it's a it's a big corporation and then as well having a side hustle 
So I actually really enjoy working at Manulife. Like, it's one of the best jobs that I had. Like, I've had some really bad jobs. Mm -hmm. This is one of the best ones that I've mm -hmm. had so far. Um, I'm learning a lot every day. Um, it's, it is hard because, like, I do live in the East End, and it is downtown. So, like, my commute is three hours a day. And then, so the commute's three hours, and then I work eight hours, and then I have to go home, I have to work out. Mm -hmm. Like, that's non-negotiable for me. Like, I work out every single day. Um, and then I have to work on my business. Mm -hmm. So, like, I'm working... Um, What's a typical... Day? So, let's say 9 to 5, you you wake up in the morning, let's say 6 a.m. I do, yes. Right? You do your thing, you get dressed, eat breakfast, get dressed, eat breakfast, um... Then you go to work. Yeah. You come back. So you finish at five, correct? I finish at five, yeah. All right. You come back. What's next? So I get back into Ajax at like six or Pickering in, at like 6.30. And then I go to the gym for... So I try I try to work out um, for like half an hour at least, like the bare minimum, because mm -hmm. like then, then there's just no point. Um, so I work out for half an hour and then I have to go home, eat again. You know, I've got to fuel my body after I work out. Grinding. Exactly. Yeah. So by the time like I'm settled in, it's like eight o'clock, and then I, that's when I start on my business. So what time do you? So you start at eight o'clock, just tunnel vision focus, yep. nothing bothering. Phones off. Phones off. Like, no browsing no, internet. Nothing. Wow, that's that's admirable. You know. Thanks. Because sometimes <laughs> you get hard. distracted by a lot of things. Either you're on social or you're on some other thing. You get called by your parents yeah. since you live at home, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Like, it's hard, especially, like, when your friends kind of are like, oh, like, can we hang out? And I really want to. I'm like, I do. I, I want to hang out, mm -hmm. but I can't, right? Yeah. Um, and I won't stop working until, like, 12, 1230, mm -hmm. maybe 1. Yeah. And then I'm up again at 6. To go to work. To go to work. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that nine to five grind is a grind in itself. And then yeah. to also have the energy to also produce for your own self. It's if you love it, you love it exactly. because you also find that you channeling that energy. You've been saving the whole day because you're looking forward to working on your yeah. business. So it's actually very exciting and liberating. Like, for example, today, I was super excited to come in here and Me too. record with you because this is part of the hustle. We're talking about our businesses and we're recording it for people to hear it. And it doesn't feel like a chore at all, right? Exactly. Even though we had like some audio stuff earlier on, like some I mean, who cares? Like yeah. let's just get back in there, record, and keep pushing, right? Um, and I really like how you don't you say you learn how to say no, right? Because yeah. becoming an entrepreneur, it's it's such a big big thing for you to do, and as well say no to people like loved ones and friends and deny yourself a lot of uh, opportunities to party and go out it's how, so hard how's that like been for you because this is your first time at this yeah right and then i'll tell you how I, how i've dealt with it over the years for sure let me know because if you have any tips just send them my way because it's so hard i went from literally so i i lived on my own for a bit so mm -hmm. imagine like living on your own partying like every single night like there was not a night that we weren't like me and my roommates weren't partying um so i went from that to staying in on friday saturdays and sundays like not even going out on the weekend mm -hmm. um i don't like i don't drink alcohol uh, i don't drink alcohol as much anymore like i'm trying to like tone that down because like that's just another expense that like i can 
put towards my business. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is it is hard, and I try to explain to like my loved ones. It's like I'm not neglecting you. I'm just putting myself first right now for the yeah. time being. Yeah. And like once I get to where I want to be at, you are like my priority. Yeah. I I promise. You know. Mm-hmm. And the, and they they get it. Um, I hope they get it. They say they get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it it's easy to put up a good face exactly. and say, I get it, I get yeah. it. Yeah, go do your thing, Michaela. Like, but, but deep down, they're like, oh, you know, I wish I yeah. could spend time with you. I wish we could go out for dinner. Exactly. Yeah, it's probably hard on the parents and a lot of the friends. But I think being an entrepreneur, it's extremely uh, important for you to, like, legit just say no. I mean, I, I think a lot of my friends... Uh, I used to hang out with a lot when I was building Sneaker Deck. You know, there's a lot of distance that became uh, between us. Like, we were close. Like, I, I can call you up and be like, hey, like, what's up? But it got to the point where I wasn't even getting any invites anymore. Really? Yeah, because I just knew wow. I'd say no. Oh, okay. Weekends, I would uh, spend time with my girlfriend. And then, uh, like, six hours throughout the day, i like, study. Then I'd work on Sneaker Deck till the morning, right? So this was, like, a routine Every single week, I'd do school, sneaker deck, spend time with my girl, and rinse and repeat and repeat. Yeah. And then I'd show my friends here and there. like Or would go out with me and my girlfriend because it was, you know, we're sharing the same friends. Yeah. But I remember things that are just to, like, catch up. Like, let's go for a beer. Let's go. Uh, let's just hang out and, you know, just chill out and play, play FIFA. It came to a point I just had to say no because I knew what was important. And that was building a business especially since it's the early days you're getting started and yeah i mean it it still continues right now right it's just hard to balance it out and um yeah it's uh it's a grind but it is is what it is is. so So how how has has been the launch launch, because you launched launched a week ago ago. i did did, yeah yeah and uh how are you know how's how's it been been, like like, business-wise it's It's been been very um stressful and a little bit frustrating okay because i have amazing traffic and it's just now for me i need to figure out how to get conversions so i'm i'm literally up like my mom's like Nikhil, are you okay are you okay i'm like no i'm not okay because there has to be a reason why i have so many people visiting my website and they're not like converting into a customer right so i'm analyzing the data i'm like trying to look at my ads seeing what's wrong with them like i'm trying to tweak little things here and there it's basically like trial and error at this point just trying to figure out what is going to work and what i'm doing wrong okay so uh you have, you have your website, website. Like, like you have you a have website, 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 like, like where, where, where are you running, running your website? website? So there's two places where you can actually get Scarlet Lingerie. Yeah. So um, the first is like on CrateJoy's Marketplace. Yeah. CrateJoy is a um, subscription box marketplace. Yeah. yeah. And then um, the website is through CrateJoy. So it's scarlet-lingerie.cratejoy.com. Can and that's like my website. Can you get your own domain, like at scarletlaundry.com? I can, yes, for sure. Why aren't you doing that? The coding. I'm still learning how to do So, like, right now, I still have to code everything on, like, through that website, um, like, on the CreateJoy website. Can you just use a template? You can use a template, but then you still have to code, like, um, like, so I have a blog, and I want to link that to the website just... Right? Like, like do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I have, oh, yeah, I have yeah, a blog, yeah. and I want people, like, if they're on, like, the Scarlet Lingerie, lingerie website to see my blog, right? Just as, like, 
um, an actual little like tidbit of information of like what this company is about, you know, because you can't get everything on a website. Um, so that I had to figure out, and then I had to figure out. Like, like there's there's a lot, lot of stuff that, that I never thought, thought you know, when, when I first started, started that I had to learn. learn. Mm-hmm. So, so like when I first um, launched, I didn't think, oh, I would need a coder for this, this, and this. And I'm like, oh wow, like I can't really do this, like by myself. I mean, um, first and foremost, yeah. the thing with the domain, you don't need any code at all. It's just buying the domain. Let's say if you go down. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So like, you don't need the coder. Yeah, just I see what you're saying. Like you just think I should get like my own domain. Domain. And the thing is it's yeah. Right now it's sure. very critical to look like a really good brand. Yeah. Customers I mean Amazon has changed the game, right? They have two day shipping. I know. Uh, yeah. everybody's selling on Amazon. So it's very important to look professional because a lot of the things that are going on, especially in e commerce, is has to do with trust. Yeah. Um, and this all started with like the whole drop shipping business with using AliExpress. A lot of customers don't really trust things that don't look professional and things that are not proven. One of the things you have going on for yourself is you're on CreateJoy. It's a very um, well-known marketplace for your subscription boxes, so that's good. But for example, for you to scale to the next level, you'll need like your own proper website. Yeah. And uh, you can even use Shopify too. If you want to like, you know, you can use a uh, app called Recharge. So essentially what it does, it allows you to create different tiers of boxes and you can also have a subscription to it. So people, it always charge them every single month. And you'll also have um, free templates as well, too. You can also buy templates, which include a blog and uh, as well. Yeah. And um, that's what you got to do pretty much because... A lot of the things you don't really need coding for. Uh, it's pretty much done for you. You just have to keep making it look pretty. And yeah. as well, including things that convert, right? So one yeah. of the things you're not doing is converting. Do you, you run, you mentioned you run Facebook, like enough, you run ads yeah. on Facebook. Yeah. Do you have a Facebook pixel included in your website? I do not. You do not. Okay. See, that's one thing I'll have to help you out with, right? Like for sure. Because you consultation. Yeah. And uh, so... When your Facebook pixel is installed in your website, it's going to allow you to track the people. So track the people who are using your website. And uh, what you can do is with your Facebook pixel, you can actually set up a retargeting campaign, right? So on your Facebook ads manager, you're going to see if you go to audience insights. You can- so yeah, using audience insights, you could, uh, you know, get that data back and get back to your customers and a lot of people who are using your website can see the ad again because right now like a lot of people don't make the purchasing decision on the very first time they see an ad like even for you right you will never purchase something the first time you see it it's more of like they retarget you they retarget you again that's why you see the same ad on facebook familiar you're like oh i've seen that brand exactly right so first they'll hit you with an ad which shows you the creative side of the project or the product, and then from then on, they would hit you with a different creative ad set, which is more, it's going to make you more inclined to buy, essentially, yeah. right? So that's what pretty much marketing is. I mean, this is what I do every day, and I've learned this through just sheer practice and trial and error and talking to a lot of people. It's just knowledge I've gone over the years as well, too, and I think you're, you're also awesome. going to figure it out as well, too. Yeah. 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 So... 
have you made sales yet or how's it going so far? I have. So it's very, like, I'm excited. Like, I think this could be like a really big brand, honestly, mm -hmm. like just from a week of seeing where I've consistently like hit all of my targets. Cause like I set targets for like, um, before I launched, I set targets for myself. I'm like, okay, well, I really want my traffic to be at this and I really want sales to be at this. I didn't hit my sales target because I was very ambitious, of course, but mm -hmm. like obviously you have to set the bar really high so you can try and like aim really high. Mm -hmm. um, but I surpassed my target. I mean, my target for traffic and um, it's been consistent. So it's not like it was just like the first day um, that I launched that I had amazing traffic. No, it's been like consistently um, for the past week. And I'm super excited to just like figure out what I need to do to like convert those customers. Yeah. But it's very promising and I'm super excited. Yeah, it is very promising. And I think as well, too, you have to remember, you're not the only one with that problem. This is worldwide. Even yeah. the biggest companies have this problem. And the fact that you are, I mean, I don't know how much you're spending on Facebook ads. Like, so far? Yeah. Um, I spent about like $80. $80? Yeah. Lifetime? Yeah. Uh, how many ad sets? Four. For ad sets? Yeah. So it's a campaign budget optimization? No, I just kind of, I had an ad. I was like, okay, let me see how well this will work. Put $20 and then... You're using Facebook Ads Manager? Yes. Okay, sounds good. Uh, use campaign budget optimization. You can try different ad sets for your business. Is that through Facebook? Yeah, through Facebook. Yeah. Oh, okay. So cool. it's called, uh, you know, campaign budget optimization. So you start a campaign and then uh, let's say you do $20 a day. So if you have four cam uh, ads in that campaign, that $20 a day gets spread evenly across oh. all the ads, right? Oh, okay, yeah. So it's easy to put, okay, one ad here, one ad there, but you don't really know how they perform. So once you see an ad is doing the best with different copy and different, yeah. uh, uh, different copy and a different creative piece, you can know which one will work the best for you, right? And as well, it also depends on interest-based targeting to like targeting your customer and the behaviors like, you know, using engaged shoppers. That's one thing as well to, to also include. I but think, oh yeah, yeah, go ahead. What were you going to say? I was going to say, I think we should also like, you know, sit down and, you know, I can look through your ads manager. For sure. Like you're a dope marketer, of course. Like that's yeah. not my area of expertise. Like I know my area of expertise and that's not really one of it. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm great at the supply chain. Mm -hmm. I will find an awesome supplier and I will make sure, like, it's, like, an amazing price for great quality. Like, that's what I'm good at. That's mm -hmm. my specialty. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's very uh, easy to get it going like that because, uh, you know, getting your, your business up and going, it's the easy part, but, like, sustaining it and building it and, yeah, you know, but I also, I want to point out that, like, I um, I also want the men, you know, like, some of my ads are targeted towards men because, mm. like, they have their significant others, right? So, like, it's a great um, present. Like, Scarlet Lingerie just make gift, gift giving easy, right? Like, you have an anniversary, buy her lingerie set. If you mess up, buy her a lingerie set and, like, you'll, like, make her and you, like, a lot happier, right? <laughs> I would counter that, Michaela. I would say okay. this. Um, I will never buy my missus lingerie. And why is that? Especially if it's in the internet. And right? why is that? Because it's it's kind of like this. Would you like me buying you makeup? 
That's completely different. How's it different? Because makeup is specifically like, uh, well, okay, I don't really like, I don't, I'm not an expert in makeup department, but I think makeup is more um, like specifically for your skin tone and like you, you like you're oily if you're you have dry skin, right? So it's like very specific. But lingerie, if you know, you should know your Mrs. Size, right? And if you know, like. If you're struggling to like find a present, I think that's a great gift. I, I would like that. Like I and I and I actually did market research, and like 100 percent of females said yes. I would want my boyfriend to, to buy, buy me. Laundry. Yeah, 100 percent okay. of them said it. I think maybe uh, it will be since you're not an established brand. I would say this: don't target the men yet. Okay. I think what you need to do is. Target. You need to. Are you? What kind of ads are you running? Are you running conversion ads or what kind? Of... Um. So, like first it was website clean, clicks, uh-huh. and then it was posts. Like boost the post. Oh, okay. So what you need to do is go through Ads Manager and do everything I told you, and then you know build an awareness campaign first, right? Because you're you're a new business into the e-commerce space, especially lingerie, and women want what other women have and what people are yeah, know, doing. Yeah, for sure. So what you can do is start doing doing awareness campaigns, and then when you do awareness campaigns, like you'll do a simple ad just to build that credibility. So when you hit them with the people who are coming to your website for a conversion campaign, now they're ready to buy because they're already comfortable with your brand too, right? So, it, like, the way that in Facebook as well, too, when, you, when you do the pixel, you're going to spend first, like, $1,000 on ads, right? And what that does is your Facebook pixel picks up the data on who are your most, like, who, which customers are going to be the ones who are going to convert the best for your ads, right? Okay, so, yeah. it's on an algorithm, right? It, it look, you can use lookalike audiences to get the best people to match who other people are visiting the website and it'll populate an audience for you and people on the web who interact with lingerie. They're into, you know, self-care. Because, like, right now, it's, like, mainly men who are clicking on it. Like, or, like, mainly men who Mm -hmm. are viewing um, the ads, Mm -hmm. like, off Facebook. Okay. So, yeah, just look at that and uh, change it up. What are some of the things, what are some difficult things you've had to go through to get this brand off the ground? Um, what has been easy? <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, something difficult, like uh, like I said, the supplier. Yeah, I think that was before. Like you didn't really touch upon it, so I wanted to bring it up again. Like, oh, okay, you know, the yeah. supplier, right? Yeah. So I definitely have tried many, many different um, suppliers, and the hardest part is they're not in um, Canada, so it does take a little while. Mm-hmm. And then I also have. A quality standard obviously so if i if i can't wear it and i can't wash it two three times and it still looks mint i'm not selling it mm. so I, I, I was very picky about what i'm like sending out to my customers because i want it to be high quality i don't want it to be something trashy and something that you throw out in one use this has to be like something that aligns with the mission statement and like everything that Scarlet Laundry stands for. So I really want it to be good quality and like really make um, women confident, like help them be more confident. Okay. And um, I, do you have a team right now as you're building Scarlet? Um, I'm, 
currently just myself trying you're to lonely, like you're a loner power through this i know this it's not very game, sustainable you know? it's, it's, it's but because as well as we have a nine to five as yeah well, on right? top of that yeah yeah but someone is helping me out um as my marketer right now so i'm really grateful for her love her to death she's like one of my closest friends since high um since elementary school so that's awesome mm-hmm. we're actually doing a photo shoot tomorrow so i'm super excited about that um i'm gonna be the model mm. yeah i know i was like okay well who better so who, to like, like look at this now you're you're the one to tell me you're camera shy and then you're getting behind the lens wearing lingerie, lingerie. i know like, the camera, you know, come on <laughs> God damn! Fire! Wait for it! <laughs> Wait for the Yo, pics! You're gonna cause all the screens to be foggy. You're dropping that heat. You know? But no. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. That's good. So I feel like when you're doing the nine to five, this is one of the things that I realized is if you were to look at a graph of growth and time spent on, let's say a nine to five, like when do you really hit that? Like when do they really? You know, if you if you're breaking down like the y and x axis, okay. and then you have like your time, and then you have your like you know the business growth, spending for a nine to five job, right? Like, of course you're gonna keep spending more. Let's say you're spending at least five hours a day on your business. Yeah. And let's say five hours equals to a certain number percentage of growth, right? And then you have that percentage of growth, but like, when does it really, because I feel like there's a place in business where I study this book, it's called Crossing the Chasm, right? And a lot of businesses go through this path where they hit this point where they just, the system tips and their growth accelerates, right? So this had a lot of factors have to be in place for you to do this. Financing has to be on point. Uh, The right human capital has to be on point. Yeah. Um, management, product vision, uh, product, and like, does it solve a customer's problem? And a lot of businesses struggle over time, but then once they cross that chasm, it's just like they go through accelerated growth. For you, um, you're a lone wolf right now. And yeah. you have a certain input of time per day, but to really grow a business, there needs to be a maximum output of time at like the highest highest like capacity of production essentially yeah pretty much how long do you think it will be for you to like go there because you know you can't last in a nine to five forever and build your business correct fair that that's a good point um and and as well too right and i'm going to challenge you too how do you find those people to work on your business especially if you're not if you're at work every day and yeah. then you come home on the weekend and then you have like maybe a Saturday and a Sunday. It's you're like, working again. You're, you're working again. And then Monday you repeat again, you come, you know, and then to meet those people. How? Yeah. See, this is a challenge of a nine to five. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I, I really need to trust that person, right? Like I want them to value the brand as much as I do, which is why it's so hard for me right now to even like want to bring anyone in on this because it, it is my baby. Like I don't want to give someone some responsibility and then they don't um, like meet my expectations. Right. So I think for me, like I said, my CMO right now is someone that I've known since grade seven. So I, I will try and stick with people that I've known for a long time. And cause I know a lot of people that are good 
at, in certain aspects. Like I said, like everyone has her specialty. So she is amazing at taking pictures and like making them great. Right. So I knew that. And I reached out to her and she's like, awesome. I'll help you. Like, you know, I'll support black business any day. I'm like, awesome. Great. Let's be partners. And then, um, so basically, and then I know that I'm good at a couple things. Right. So I'm not going to look for people right away. Um, in those areas. And then I, I, I don't know. That's a good question. How I'm going to find, I guess, networking. I'm, when do you have time to network? There's online networking. I so I was reading a book, and then it gave like it listed um, a few online networking options. Which mm. one is it? Like which networking or which book? Which book? Um, it's called Six Months to Six Figures by Peter Vogt. Oh yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah. Yeah, it's a really I honestly I really enjoy that book. Um, I, I'm reading I'm reading it for like the third time. It's like really good. Um, so yeah, it has a list of networking. So I've applied to them because like one of those things that you have to apply to. So I've applied to a couple of network online networking. Um, hopefully, it works so, out. You know, that's the thing is, I, I mean, as I, as you're talking, I'm thinking like there really is no avenue to really get those partnerships. Like no trusted ones too, right? At that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like you really have to take massive action at some point. Oh, and just quit my nine to five. I did not say that. <laughs> no, I already set the date. I already, I already marked the date on my calendar for. Oh, you already set the date. I already did. Yeah. You don't have to say the date. No, but... I'm not going to. But it's it's on circled in like purple. Mm. I'm excited. <laughs> it, like, what is uh, what are some factors that I, that led you to that point? That that's the day you're finishing from um, your job. Well, I. Personally, I get antsy. I can't stay at like one company for too long. I like like change often. I can't do the same thing every single day. That's the hardest part for me: waking up, going to work, and doing the exact same thing, right? Every mm-hmm. single day. Um, so at that point, it will be my expiry date for is it, myself. Is it this coming year, twenty twenty? It is. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I have a lot of lofty goals. I'm going to accomplish because guess what? The hustle never stops. Hustle over everything. <laughs> That's why we do this. That's why we are in here. Yeah. And it's so unfair how uh, life is, you know, life is hard. And it I say is. that because we're here trying to create value for the world and value towards certain people who could be fans of what we're doing. But then we're trapped at our most productive hours in a place we do enjoy, but we yeah. know they can get rid of us any single time and like they don't value as much they don't value us as much as we're worth yeah that's the way i look at it like i'm worth a lot but they don't see it that way Mm, yeah and you don't have equity yeah exactly right like yeah so you might as well build up for yourself and get as much equity as you can and um for me it's not even like about the money personally like that the money's great like i want to be successful in that way it's more for me about the lifestyle like like I said, I, I get antsy. I can't work the same job. I can't have someone tell me, no, you can't go on vacation. Like sometimes I literally wake up, like I said, and I just book a trip mm-hmm. and I just want to fly somewhere. I, yeah. um, that's just who I am. So it's more about the lifestyle that being an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur can give me, mm. um, the freedom, the financial freedom as well. Um, so. just, I, I think it comes down to uh, autonomy. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And I think that's why I love as well. I can relate to you being an entrepreneur. It's just being 
autonomous towards, uh, you know, like the things I want and the things I'm doing. I can jump up and I can go anytime I, I desire to leave. And, um, but there are ways to get to that level, right? I think there's a lot of things that have been opened up to get you to that level. One is you can build a product which gives you uh, upfront capital. Let's say if you're building a tech business, which you can get an angel, they can, uh, as soon as you, you can go, this is the way you escape that nine to five trap. You build something that's tech oriented, you get angel investment. Once you've shown traction and revenue, let's say they give you $2 million, yeah. right? And um, you have a team and you also pay yourself a decent salary to work on that business because you need to be there full time. So there needs to be something that's proprietary or something that is, uh, you have a first mover advantage and you have cornered the market and you're doing it at a rapid rate and you work on your business and you keep building it up and then you keep raising more capital and getting the revenue and it just keeps on going like that. But uh, for the regular business people who are building e-commerce companies, uh, if you don't have that product and your product takes a long time to get to that level, it's like you have to endure the nine to five or you have to be creative in finding different services like Fiverr yeah. or different interns. Uh, it's hustle over everything, Michaela, exactly. right? It's just being That's scrappy. It down to. Yeah, it's being scrappy. And even right now for me, I'm building hustle over everything. I have one team member. But when I come home at night, I'm like, okay, I'm on Fiverr. I'm on different school groups and seeing these internships. Okay. Um, trying everything and anything to really get my leg up. And then I'll go on the weekends. I'll go after after work and meet up with them for a coffee or like go through a phone call, right? And then you can screen them. And there's so many ways that you can do it, but ultimately it comes down to time, essentially. Yeah. 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 So what is your vision for the company like in the next, like where, like, let's think of the end. The end. the end when you visualize your brand the grand vision you know yeah. you be, begin from the end yeah and then work your way back, back exactly right like, like where small, actionable steps. exactly yeah. but at the end when it's all said and done like where do you see like scarlet measuring up so i for sure see it as a like a brand for women so not mm-hmm. just lingerie i also want to do like fitness wear um and then there could be like supplements and health kind of sector as well so I just want to be like an all-inclusive brand that um, females can go to and they it's like reliable and they can depend on it to just make them feel like they can be the best version of them themselves mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but in terms of scale Right. Yeah. Well, like I said, so the one line will be like our first one. Is it like a billion release. dollar company or like you have stores? Worldwide. I don't I see the thing with stores is that I personally think brick and mortar stores are going to be obsolete soon. So I do not think that's the way to go, especially when there's so much overhead. There's like um theft that you have to worry about. There's like loss prevention. There's like a lot of factors with stores because I've, I've worked in retail for way too long and I just don't think that's like the proper way to go. I would do pop-up shops though, for sure, like in different countries. Um, but I definitely want to be worldwide. 
billion dollar company for sure. Everybody um, wants to be a billion dollar company. Why not? Right? Yeah. You got to set high expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like different, different lines. So like obviously the first one is lingerie subscription box, but like I said, fitness wear, active wear. Um, so then like, you don't have to put all your eggs in one basket, sort of, so to speak, mm-hmm. right? Because then different, um, I can have different demographics. Mm-hmm. So like lingerie, I think is personally for um, older, more mature women. But I also do think that what I'm trying to get out of this is for the younger um, ladies as well, because confidence stems from your like high school days like Mm -hmm. if you do not if you're not confident in high school like it's gonna probably like last with you like for the rest of your life right so I do also want like the younger ladies out there to like for sure um try and put on some lingerie and just like say three positive things about yourself every day and um get that confidence like up and just make sure you're loving yourself for who you are Mm yeah yeah I totally agree with you and uh it was never easy for everybody, right? I finished reading Phil Knight's book, Shoe Dog. You definitely need to. That's read on my it. list, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You told me about it. I'm like, that's hundred percent the next one I'm reading. That book is the most inspiring book ever. And like, when you read the book, you can the way Phil Knight wrote that book. So Phil Knight is the founder of Nike. I don't know if I just mentioned that, but he's the founder of Nike, and he wrote this book as a memoir of his experience building Nike over the past forty years. It's such a great book. It's like you legit see him graduating from Stanford, going to Japan, the same way you went to Portugal, getting that idea and coming back to North America, you you know, coming back to Canada. Okay, so I can relate to this. You can relate to it, yeah. Like, you know, he came up exactly as your age, like 23. He went to, he did his MBA, so he was about like 25-ish around there. And just started from the ground up. The ground up, like with nothing. He had his friends. He, there was one of his first employees. So the thing is, it's just you gotta have faith, exactly. right? And uh, you gotta have faith and self belief. I always say it's all about self belief and application, and that's uh, what equates to success. Yeah. I think energy as well too. Like, not a lot of people like when you're done your nine to five, you just want to go home and like watch Netflix or like just talk to family and relax, right? I want to do that too, but my energy is like, okay, no, I have to do this. I have to do this and I have to get it done. Like there's no like ifs, ands, or buts. Like I just got to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's energy as well. I think. And do you think energy comes from like physical energy or just like energy that comes from the passion and drive to want to see something come to life, which causes you to become energetic? Um, I think it's both to be honest. Like I definitely didn't have this type of energy when I wasn't working out, right? And I, I believe, I truly believe, like, when your physical body is, like, at its, like, best... Um, physical shape. You know, then, like, your mental kind of, like, follows, follows with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's also, like, I want this so badly, the passion, right? I want it so, so, so badly. All the people told me I couldn't do it. All the people who are laughing at me, you know, I want to prove them wrong. So mm-hmm. badly, like <laughs> who who were who was laughing at you and who did not believe in what you're you trying to do? Will not guess who. who My friends, it? of course. Your Those friends, people, like, the closest friends, yeah, do not believe in you. Yep. Damn. And I had to cut them off. Like it, at that point, I was like, yeah, we're not friends. How long have you been friends? Give give me some. Uh, um, grade five. 
Grade five friendships. Grade five friendships. Wow. Um, someone who called me like we used to be sisters. Mm-hmm. Them, yeah. It's, so, what did they do that showed them that they're not really like? Did they criticize what you're doing, or were they just straight hating? Like, I don't think you're gonna make it. Give us a, a picture here to see how how much haterade <laughs> they were drinking. <laughs> well, okay. So basically, one of them it was like. Putting her on blast. Okay. So yeah. Like they're haters, right? Like, why do you care about their feelings? <laughs> That's you know? true. Um, so basically one of them was like a model, and I was like, okay, can you please like help me out? Like, you know, I will give you the free set, obviously, that you're gonna model in, and like we take a couple pictures, like an hour maximum. My girl didn't even respond, okay? And this is supposed to be someone who's my sister, right? Like, like bloods and like we went to spend Christmas all the time, like, like that was my girl, right? Didn't respond. And then um, a week later, I was like, okay, hey, like, are you good? Like, are we doing this? Whatever. She's like, oh, no, sorry, I can't. I was like, oh, okay, true. And then she's like, what are you even doing? I was like, uh, I'm starting a brand. She's like, LOL. And that was it. That was literally the last message we ever will say to each other again. She never responded. No, I didn't. Does After the LOL, have, does I was she like, up hitting you back up? No, of course it? not. How long ago was this? Like, um, so I was supposed to do my first photo shoot like two weeks before I launched, like three weeks ago. Yeah. And I, ever since then, I was like, okay, so this is how it is. This is how this is how people see me. I'm like, okay, I mm. guess, I guess it is what it is at this point, right? So, out of your friends, what percentage of them were hating? Half, fifty percent. Fifty percent. Yeah. And those, it, it's just unfortunate that those. 50% were the people who you've been writing uh, throughout Through, life, yeah. childhood, like, you it know, coming up with. But, like, also I know when I do make it and I am successful, they're going to be the first people, like, messaging me, right? So, like, yeah, hey, you, Nicole, yeah. yeah like, you are, oh, my God, you, we go way back, like. <laughs> it's like, no, just no, please stop. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not even, and I'm the sort of person, I forgive everyone. Like, I don't hold grudges, and I think... I might like I'm not even gonna hold a grudge. It's gonna be like okay, I was thank you for like reaching out to me, but we can never be like where we used to be. Mm-hmm. Basically, like I keep you at arm's distance. Like yeah. we can grab drinks once a year, sure, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn, that's unfortunate. Like I know it sucks. That's crazy, man. Like I mean, I've never. I can't really relate to that. No, um, that's great. I think women are a lot more catty. Yeah, like. Men, they will literally, you guys will get in a fist fight, and then the next day you guys are like boys again. It's like, how? Like, a girl will say something mean about you, and like, you're you're talking about her, like, you're talking trash about her for like a year. You know what I mean? So I think women are just like a little more catty in that aspect. Damn, yo. I mean, I don't know how it's like to be a woman, but yeah. that just sounds very unfortunate. I feel for you. Like, legit, you are like a lone like you are the definition of what it is to be a hustler and being an entrepreneur it's very lonely like it is a lonely road and you are legit at on this beginning road. it's I, lonely at the beginning yeah that's what you think but it's it's <laughs> lonely forever because you are the steward of the ship yes right but even like look people come and go this is the nature of it. Yeah. like you're going to always edit your team like people who are going to be in the beginning will not be there like at the finish line people come and go and that's what I'm saying. It's such a lonely role because you are the visionary. You are the one who bared this child. Yeah. Right? So 
you're walking with it every single day alone. But of course, it doesn't get lonely at anymore. But things like this early on, especially, takes a while to get your business to go. So um, we're about to, uh, this is about to stop recording right now. So we'll just like take a little pause and, uh, you know, hear a little word from our sponsors. So we're back from our break. And um, yeah, I mean, it's a lonely road to get back to the, to build a business and it's, uh, it sucks. It's a lot of pain and a lot of uh, things you have to take, but yeah. you should not to take that from your friends, right? But hey, they don't know what they're missing out on. They could be with you doing this, but they chose to think otherwise and it showed you your true, their true colors and you can now move on forward. Exactly. Um, one thing I also want to ask you is, you know, you are a woman in entrepreneurship, as an entrepreneur, right? Uh, we've seen of late, there are more women entering the entrepreneurship space. There are a lot more women. Which is awesome. Which is awesome, yeah. right? And uh, it's it's great. It's the, It creates diversity. And a lot of women are very creative. And, you know, they bring a fresher aspect into business. You know, a lot yeah. of business with men, it's very driven through, like, a male lens. Like, very, like, you know, just, I'm a man. Like, you're going to do this. It's, it's been like that over. But now we're seeing a lot more women. They're providing a different take to business. and yeah, different perspective. Different perspective and the way they run their businesses with different practices and different protocols, which are newer and refreshing than what other men have done. And not only are you a woman, but you're also a woman of color, right? Yes. You're a black woman building a business. And uh, one thing that a lot of the things I've attended, you know, different uh, black events, uh, different events that bring, you know, uh, African-American individuals together to celebrate entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship is not really seen as a, as a gateway towards success until of late, but historically yeah. it's never been like that, especially for black women. There's, yeah. I can count yeah. just in one hand, how many successful black women entrepreneurs I know. Oprah. Oprah. Yeah. She's just the, she's like the prominent one. Yeah. Um, you know, there is... I think I resonate with her story so much because, like, she literally came from nothing, right? Yeah. Like, she didn't have her... She just... Like, her grandma raised her, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. she didn't have her parents. So, like, I really... I respect her a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's... There's a lot more I can know, but there is... I can maybe name 10, but it will never really equate to the amount of, like, white female entrepreneurs that of they course. are, right? Yeah. And it's just, like, a matter of just, you know, we're a marginalized group and you know, there's a lot of history behind us where we have to overcome a lot of things. And even till this day, there's a lot of things we have to overcome. Like, still, yeah. still it's, it's a very tough thing. So how are you navigating this process? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of, uh, even me as a black man, there's a lot of doors that are closed for me that I, I have to leap over and I have to work 10 times as harder as my counterpart because there's just like a lot of like, Barriers. racial barriers yeah. get me because it's a lot to do with relatability of course yeah right if it's raising money you know they did a study it's like they're gonna fund a white guy more than they would a black guy i imagine a black woman right it's very tough getting in that door because uh, is a white man gonna be able to relate to a black woman like, never 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 right so these are some challenges we have to overcome so i just want to hear your take on this and um what are your thoughts on just like, you know, black women in entrepreneurship? So I for sure would 100% support a black female entrepreneur 
over any other yeah. entrepreneur. Yeah. And that's honestly not even me being like super close-minded. I just think the black community should just support each other, mm-hmm. right? Like everyone else does it. Like the Asians support the Asian community, the um, Indians support the Indian community. Why can't the black community uplift each other? Yeah. Right? So I honestly think that's something like we should work towards um, as like a community and um i think one of the things with that is it just has to do with upbringing and yeah and just a lot of um you know the things we had to endure in the past right it's just like there's a lot of pain there's a lot of like trauma like you know it's like we can't really trust each other a lot it's kind of like a crabs in the barrel mentality it's just like yeah you know it's just you know what i'm saying it's just but like we also have to like think more in the now um we have to think like less about what happened then and think about more what we can do to make mm-hmm. it better now yeah we're right? playing the catch-up game essentially yeah it, you know? which is unfortunate it's unfortunate but, but we starting. can do it like you know what i mean yeah. like we're amazing like as a like as a community if we honestly just work together mm-hmm. we could be on top Mm-hmm. Like there's nothing to stop us. What what is look? We've come this far. Exactly. Right? There's nothing that can stop us. There's nothing that will ever stop us. It's just they, you know, different communities had a starting a line, head start, a head yeah. start like, which start. is sure. eighty years, a hundred years. Yeah. Like we're playing a catch up game. So there's a big wealth gap between us yeah. and different communities, and it's just has to do with slavery, has to do with a lot of things that happen, a lot of wealth being taken, a lot of uh, just resources, resources yeah. not being there, education, access to education. It's been an uphill battle, but you know, as much as things come down on us, we still keep fighting and we still keep rising. And it's great to see a, you know, a young black entrepreneur, especially a woman entrepreneur, because it's Thank people you. like you who are setting the precedence for the next wave of entrepreneurs, right? You might not be Oprah, but right now you I'm are being the Kayla. Exactly. <laughs> you're being the Kayla, you know? You're being the Kayla and you're what were you gonna yeah. say? I feel like you want to say something. I was gonna say, like, um, right now there's people who are looking at you and they're really feeding off your 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 start. Right there, there. I hope so. That's like something that like I would really hope, right? Like I hope like other younger black females will see me and be like, okay, if she can do it, so can I, mm-hmm. right? Like I want to be an example, a positive example for women, especially with like what I, I um, want my brand to stand for. I really, really want like the younger generation to just um, think that they can do it too because they can, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And um, I, there's always people watching. Remember that. I yeah. know right now you think you're starting out and no one's watching, but there's someone like you know and they know about you who's watching your progress. And they are legit inspired by you right now. And they're just like, wow, Nikhil is actually doing it. And they're following your moves and they're tracking everything you're doing. It's so... It's kind of crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. There's so many people. I When I started out, they're like, man, I remember when you did this there's a there's a guy in the uh, startup incubator i met him first year where i sent 2013 and um my uh, friends and i the ones i made through the dorms we were selling like the merch outside you know it's uh, like okay. a little pop-up booth over there on google street on campus yeah 
and you know he remembers seeing me just hustling trying to sell these sweaters awesome. like to people like i'm they're just promoting as hard as i can and it wasn't until this year right he comes up to me it's like man like yo you don't know how much you inspired me wow, and i'm like what do you awesome. mean man i'm like i only saw each other once he says man remember that day when you're outside uh, on Google Street with the recruits booth and you're just grinding, promoting and stopping everybody who came in front of you to try and sell your sweaters. And I'm like, oh yeah, man, I remember that. Like, so like how did you remember that? Yeah, yeah right? And yeah. he was so impacted by that. And I, he just says, he's like, man, bro, you don't know how awesome that was to see. Like, you don't know how much confidence you gave me. Like, just seeing you there and how much hunger you had and how much desire you had to to win and to make it i i've never i think about that a lot he tells me that and i'm like what really so take it in i just met this guy that day and i'm just doing my thing and he still replays that moment forever and i'm saying this with like i'm not saying i'm the shit or anything i'm humbled i'm flattered i'm like wow this person legit thinks about that thinks of that about me and I never even knew about it, right? Till like six years later, I'm finding out about it. Wow. Yeah, yeah, crazy. So keep pushing it, keep grinding. And, um, you know, we have a, a duty to our community and we just got to keep building and, and uh, showing that it is possible, even though we haven't seen like the big success we're looking for. But, you know, I think through our with action. Time. Yeah, with time. Yeah. With time, we're going to see things come up. Um, you know, we're about to wrap it up pretty soon. Uh, what are some next steps for you right now? You know, not that you've launched, what are some next steps for you to some things you know you need to do to really, you know, keep pushing? What are you realizing now that you've launched? Um, well, I definitely need to make sure my circle of influence is um, growing and expanding. And I definitely think like, so that includes like my networking and um, like my team. Mm-hmm. That is like a crucial part for me, I think, because like you said, like nine to five, that's a a huge chunk of my day. And then I can only um, give this business like, um, so yeah, I can only give six hours after. And then, um, so yeah, building my team, just making sure I have the right people in my circle all the time that are grinding just as hard as I am, right? They want to see this business business grow as much as I do. Um, So I think that's definitely the the number one priority on my list for the next like couple of months for sure. Okay. Sounds good. And, uh, you know, I wish you all the best. Thank you. You and, too. Uh, I'm going to be there with you along the way. Helping me uh, consulting, consulting with you a lot and then coming just like a, a brand outside partner, just in terms of like helping with your strategy, helping you get things in order. And, uh, I really love that. I really love the idea and I think it can blow up with the right structure behind it that's so, it yeah yeah i'll help you with that and we'll go from there and um where can people find you Nikila? um so my instagram for the brand is um yeah my instagram for the brand is scarlet with an s so scarlet's dot lingerie and then the facebook is scarlet's dot subscription box okay okay sounds good and uh, I always like to say this, uh, you know, ask my, all my guests, what does hustle over everything mean to you? 
what does it mean to me? It means is something. It is it something that has a meaning, or is it something that you just do, right? Like yeah, I just define it yourself. What does it mean to you? Like I just hustle every day. Like there's there's no other, but there's no other like way for me to live. Like I've been working since I was sixteen. I haven't like not worked a day in my life since then. Like I hustling is just doing what you have to do to get the results that you want. Okay. Yeah. That's good. That was very uh, powerful. And, uh, you know, that's what hustle means to you. Yes. But, uh, yeah, so hustle over everything, nation. Uh, let's keep grinding. The last few words are we just came off from Thanksgiving. I know we had a little break over the weekend. And, uh, you know, last time we regroup and get back to our hustle. Today felt like a, it felt like a little cheat day, right? You know, it kind of felt like a little fake because... Tuesday was masking itself as a Monday, Monday right? Yeah. And uh, it's all good. We're gonna keep pushing, keep grinding, uh, keep believing out there. Hustle over everything, nation. Anything is possible. You just gotta act. You just gotta execute. And there's no idea that's ever too big for you. You just have to keep it uh, very, very. Take the first step. Take a small piece of it and just work on that. And you never know where you can get you. You know, Nikayla over here had the idea in Portugal, came back, just took the first step, and now she has a brand, she has product, she has boxes she's moving, and that's all it takes, self-belief and application. And uh, with that, anything can be yours. This is Owen Osinde, Mr. Hustle Over Everything, and uh, we'll see you soon. Peace out.